Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. As you can guess, this is your producer, Christiana Kimmick, and I am so excited to be introducing another one of our episode shorts for you. We hope that you enjoyed your first episode short this past week, this past Tuesday. Um, and now we're coming at you with another one. So you'll be receiving a few more episode shorts before the end of the season. And then again, Ashley and I will be jumping on to do the season two wrap up and our last after the episode. So stay tuned coming in February because I can't believe we're in the last week of January right now. So I'm so excited to introduce the short clip from this next guest. And if you guys missed the first episode short, then basically what an episode short is, is we're taking top performing episodes and or our favorite episodes from season two and extracting an audio clip from there to give you an idea of what the episode was about and to also share some of our lovely guests wisdom. This guest was so much fun to interview. Caroline Strassen from episode 54. She is a therapist and she specializes specifically in people who've experienced trauma from narcissistic abuse. So if you are not familiar with narcissistic abuse, this is unfortunately a topic that I have a lot of personal life experience with. I've had a lot of run-ins with uh, narcissists in my life. And um, hopefully I'll get to share it in my story in season three coming up. So stay tuned for that in, you know, I don't know, a few months or whenever that one will come out. But Caroline was so fantastic. I think Ashley actually ended up connecting with her first on LinkedIn. And we realized that Caroline not only was a therapist and a fantastic one at that, uh, she is currently taking clients, um, but Caroline also wrote a book that was a huge breakthrough for her called Divorce Became My Superpower. And she talks about her divorce from a narcissist and basically her journey to self-healing and how phenomenal it was and how empowered she felt once she realized that she actually came to a crossroads in her life. And after so many different things happening, she lost so much personally due to this person that she was married to and she realized she one day she woke up and after going through depression and and chronic ptsd and suffering for a long time she realized she could rescue herself that's what this clip is talking about and it talks a little bit about her process you'll have to listen to the entire episode for that caroline strauss in episode 54 i highly recommend it it's just absolutely phenomenal um, but really wanted to share this snippet of wisdom from Caroline. And full disclosure, the first time I actually talked with Caroline to prep her for the podcast, I started crying. So professional, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm supposed to be sitting here you know, pre representing this podcast. And all of a sudden, I am bawling on the phone with a guest. I'm sure she's so used to it being a counselor. But there was just so much she was saying and so much that she was sharing that was hitting me about just taking the power back in your own life. And especially, specifically after being abused by someone who um, is a narcissist, it's very specialized. It's a very specific kind of healing. Um, and she has 
ever ever since her episode came out, she's expanded her offerings. So she offers, and I'm going off the top of my head because I follow all of her Facebook accounts and and social media accounts because she's phenomenal. But she's started a Facebook group. Uh, I know that she has like it's something called like the self healers inner circle. Um, there's a narcissistic abuse recovery group. You don't have to be like in like treatment for it specifically. You can be a part of like a support group. And then she has a lot of different levels of offerings and she's now offering, um, a coaching program. So where basically she can train people to become a coach, um, in, in some way, shape or form. She's phenomenal. I highly recommend checking her out. We will link her contact information in the show notes. But really excited for you to listen to this clip. I hope you enjoy. So it's really interesting, really getting people to understand with that awareness of where they are now in the present, because they're still feeling all of those things, the traumas, somatic memory in their body from those past events that haven't finished processing. And that's why many people still years and years later, they haven't truly healed, say, from narcissistic abuse because they haven't time-stamped that memory in the hippocampus into the past. It's like it's still happening right now for them. They still have all of those somatic sensations. And that's not a pleasant place for people to live their life. And this is where we start to get stress-related illnesses. I did a poll in, in my free group on Facebook the other day asking about, you know, what stress-related illnesses do you all have? And It was astounding, the number, you know, fibromyalgia, migraines, IBS, thyroid issues, liver issues, adrenal fatigue, literally. And as I started to talk to them about maybe why they had these, pretty much they thought it was just from being in the relationship, but they didn't get the cortisol and and the effect that trauma has on the body. And you will know this from talking sort of intergenerational traumas and that, you know, there's such now a lot of research now, even about childhood trauma, that the propensity for disease and illness later on, you know, doesn't mean you will because we can change the environment and, and everything. But the, if you don't do that and you're still holding that stored trauma, there is a higher likelihood that you are going to suffer with stress-related illnesses later on in life. And I absolutely know, and I, re- I was talking to my cousin about this today as well, Ashley, my mum suffered with rheumatoid arthritis from a very early age, about 32. And I am absolutely convinced that due to her childhood trauma with her father and um, the dynamics of um, you know her mum and, and dad and the, the domestic abuse, that that stored trauma had something to do with her getting rheumatoid arthritis at 32 years old, that she hadn't, she, it was all stuck in her body and it needed to come out somewhere, her immune system, everything as well. It's interesting. Um, we, we talk about, when we talk about the trauma and, the, and all the stuff, right? And we really talk about it from a perspective of, in uh, sobriety, from the perspective of feelings and situations, whatever, we kind of, we talk about it like you're driving a station wagon, right? And you just, you're driving and you just, every time something gnarly comes up, you throw that behind you, you throw that behind you, right? Because you have to, because you've got to keep driving and you just keep throwing it behind you and, you know, getting help, getting well, whatever that form that looks like is like slamming on the brakes and 
all of that baggage coming, slapping you in the back of the head, going onto the dashboard and covering your vision. And you, because it's compounded, because you haven't dealt with it, right? It's coming back all at once. The feelings are so intense, even though those things happened in the past. Because again, it's not timestamped because you didn't timestamp it. You threw it back there and here it comes. And that's why we avoid it. And that is why... I always say to people, you can avoid it, but eventually there's no room. So it's coming back. So you can either have a smaller load come back and then, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like my, my email inbox, right? Like I can ignore it till it's 15,000 emails, and, and then, you know, or that, you know, or that, or you can create new habits and changes and, and willingness to feel these things. And, and remember that like, no matter how terrible you feel, it's not permanent. I heard a great analogy of this um, a while ago, actually, around some trauma training that I was having. And um, she was liking it to a swimming pool. So we imagine our brain and our body, we're like a swimming pool. We have a certain capacity of that swimming pool. And through our life, as things are happening, trauma, events, beach balls are coming into that swimming pool. They're all going into that swimming pool. And at some stage, that swimming pool is going to be full and it's going to start to overflow. It's going to start to be overwhelmed. So it's thinking about the starting point for healing is we want to increase the capacity of that swimming pool. So even the beach balls that are already in there, then even if they're still there, we can still be at a regulation level and cope with the beach balls that are still in there and then process them one by one to try and obviously move our way through that. And then also any new beach balls that are starting to come in as we're moving forward, we learn to process and deal with them as we go along. And this was something, again, from being in uh, going through all of that trauma, I re- just as you were saying, I shoved it to the back of my head. I'll deal with that. I, I can't deal with that now. Even when my mum died, it was almost like I didn't grieve for that for a long time. I didn't dare go there. I didn't want to open that up. Yeah, I was too busy trying to survive and earn money for my children. I can't go there. I'm not going there. Didn't mean it wasn't there. It didn't mean that in certain events in, in the present moments for me, I didn't react and have these you know, physical somatic reactions to all of this. But it's really about increasing your capacity because stuff is going to happen in our life. But if we don't increase that capacity, then we're always going to be in that stressful state. And then as new things come, we want to be able to deal with them as we go along um, as well. Because I know certainly for me, it was like any new thing that came in, it was almost like, oh, another thing, you know, goodness me, something else. And it was like the end of the world. Because of course, my brain had been set by that stage, you know, with all these physiological changes, that because my amygdala then had increased in size, even dropping the car keys for me was like a major event. And it was sending me into a trauma response of fight, fight or freeze, you know, because I was on this hyper alert all of the time, or I was in hypo arousal as well, just in shutdown and not wanting to move or see anybody. And I always remember thinking that I would have quite happily become an agoraphobic during that time had I not got my children. But I had to take them to school because nobody else was going to do that. But if 
I didn't have children, I wouldn't, I didn't want to see anyone or speak to anybody. But that was because my brain was saying, Caroline, you need to go into shutdown. And again, it wasn't me being weak. It was going into shutdown for when I felt safer to start moving up and mobilizing again. So again, you know, we talk a lot of about with people who, you know, have been in abusive relationships, addictions, and they have a lot of shame and guilt around all of that because of their reactions to things. And I'm such a believer that when we educate people about their own body and why we react the way that we do, then we can have a bit of compassion and kindness to ourselves and understanding, but then we've got to take responsibility and have intention of how we are going to move forward. However slow that is, you know, it is about gently moving forward, processing any past traumas you know stamping them into the past so we can think of them because a thought is just a thought but the words and pictures we say to ourselves elicit our emotional responses in our body that's what causes the problem for us it's our emotional responses it's what we're telling ourselves all of the time that makes us feel the way it's not it's not events that make us feel a certain way it's the meaning we attach to those events and what we're telling ourselves normally a negative belief i am helpless i'm worthless i'm powerless i'm not enough that's what causes us to have the somatic responses in our body as well so it's just really helping people slowly to recognize um, all of this too, because I, I didn't know when I came out of all of this, you know, I was at a space of how am I going to heal from this? Is this it for the rest of my life now? Is, is this it? And I remember I was at a crossroads one day and I remember it's when I hit 40 and I remember thinking I've got two roads here. One, I can just stay how I am for the rest of my life and feel feeling sorry for myself and, and being angry at everybody. And that could be my life waiting for a knight in shining armor to come and rescue me because I grew up with Cinderella stories, you know, happy ever afters, or I could rescue myself. The biggest gift I could give myself was to rescue myself, to heal my own deep inner wounds. And now we have a phenomenon in positive psychology called post-traumatic growth. So, uh, which I, I have had from following on from the complex PTSD. And I now realize that the growth I've had in my life and where I am now, I would never have had that had I not gone through those traumatic experiences. So of course, I wish my mum was still here, of course. But being in my that narcissistic relationship, I actually have in, incredible gratitude, actually, because he just shone a spotlight on the inner wounds that were already there. He was just really good at shining a light on those for me to recognize, for me to heal, to live the rest of my life, feeling more joy and connection. Whereas had I stayed in that marriage, had I just flitted between relationships even, I would never have healed those deep inner wounds of lack of self-worth, not feeling good enough, lack of self-esteem. So actually I feel incredible gratitude for that, But again, it took a lot of deep inner work to get to that stage. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, so amazing. Caroline just is somebody that I could listen to forever, not only because she has that beautiful English accent, but because she has so much knowledge about this subject and about inner healing. I loved how she said specifically, or I could rescue myself. Um, And the biggest gift she could give to herself was to actually rescue herself, to heal her own deep inner wounds. And then she talked about the phenomenon in positive psychology called post-traumatic growth, which basically helps to kind of see where if you had not gone through specific traumatic experiences and taken the time to heal from them, you wouldn't have actually experienced 
this incredible amount of healing and the amazing growth internally that happens afterwards. So just making something beautiful out of something that was so devastating. Uh, Just want to thank Caroline again for coming on in episode 54 as a guest. The link to her full episode is in our show notes. If you have any suggestions on an episode short or a guest that you'd like to be featured before we wrap up season two, please feel free to email us podcast at lionrock.life. We do want to hear from you. We're also on social media. We answer our DMs. We answer our messages. So you can find us at the Courage to Change podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, And again, podcast at lionrock.life is our email address. Thanks. I hope that everybody had a wonderful week and stay tuned for another episode short and exciting content coming out next week. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by lionrock.life. Lionrock.life is a recovery community offering free online support group meetings, useful recovery information and entertainment. Visit www.lionrock.life to view the meeting schedule and find additional resources. Find the joy in recovery at lionrock.life.